This is the Tone Control, episode 000022. We're huge in Denmark. Friggin' huge. <laughs> Coming to you from a mayonnaise jar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's the Tone Control. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to start dinging this bell in other aspects of my life, and it's going to get really annoying. <laughs> oh, man. Super duper. A mayonnaise jar. <laughs> A mayonnaise jar. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> A very rare Labor Day edition of the Tone Control. Oh, that's right. Extremely rare. Uh, one the of a kind. Up, so far. Hot out. <laughs> it's actually stormy we, here. Oh, really? Yeah, we had a hell of a thunderstorm earlier this morning. Well, I keep waiting for that to come. But So we both had the day off, and we were like, hey, wait a second. You know what we should do? <laughs> we should record a podcast. <laughs> we should record a podcast. So um, here we is. Yeah, how's your holiday weekend going? Great. Getting all kinds of stuff done. Mm-hmm. I'm getting but, a lot uh, of uh, goofing off done myself. Yeah, that too. Mostly that, but... Um, <laughs> Mostly playing these uh, totally rad pedals I got from yeah. our friends at Pedal Genie. And what else have I done? I got to go grocery shopping. That's going to be a big highlight. Mm. Um, oh, God. I think we're going to do our budget later, oh, our monthly budget. It's not really? a big deal. We've gotten good at it. We can whip, whip it out <laughs> in like 15 minutes or something. And uh, that's really it. <laughs> <laughs> what? So it's a good good little staycation though. Yeah. This is supposed to be a grilling holiday, I think, right? We're supposed it's, to be making burgers. It's, um I had a burger for lunch, but I can tell you right now it is way too hot outside over here. So Yeah. I would not want to be in front of a grill. Whatever. Too much pressure to enjoy yourself on days mm-hmm. like this. <laughs> yeah. We had some we had some stuff out yesterday, so it's all good. And uh and suddenly we find ourselves in guitar fantasy land here yeah. on the internet. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> once again, brought to you by Pedal Genie. Pedalgenie.com. All your pedal wishes granted. And that is my sincere voice. Hmm. I don't think I've ever heard that voice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, Derek. Uh, I would love to be in your wedding. That's my <laughs> oh, sincere voice. Oh, that's what I've been doing today. I've been planning a wedding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Getting down um, to it. Getting real down to it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, to follow up from um, 10 episodes ago. Uh-huh. But, because, by the way, this is episode 22, because that's cool, right? Yeah. Um, Andre 3000's Hendrix biopic that we kind of talked about a little bit mm. last time, and, and episode 12, uh, is being released in the UK on October 24th. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be released in the US, but... It's coming out. I think they had to push back the date for some reason. It was supposed to be in August, but now it's uh, mm. now it's ten twenty four. So check out episode twelve for more info on that. But uh, Andre three thousand is playing Jimi Hendrix in a biopic. Yeah, that's kind of all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Correct. 
Um, this episode is going to be kind of interesting, isn't it? it well, well, kind of different. <laughs> if it's not, but I guess I you'll wish you hadn't said that. Interesting, but <laughs> <laughs> they're all a little interesting, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, what 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 particular interesting thing were you? Um, I think you were trying to feed me here, but I dropped the ball. So, what what yep, kind of interesting uh, thing were you meaning to bring up? <laughs> I'm just uh, saying, like, um, I think moving forward, we should try and have go back to our roots, so to speak, and have more uh, planned <laughs> conversations and discussions, or not even planned, but like we're going to talk about this today, kind of stuff, instead sure. of just um, nothing here's but all the news. news. Yeah, right, and. Um, and some people have mentioned that to us in the past few weeks and stuff, and I definitely agree. But it's it's tough for us because we want to talk about all the cool new gear, yeah, all the time. And then the episode and runs long, and right. So um, forgive us for that. I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> it also means like if we're going to put together uh, something more substantial than just talking about the news, like sometimes that requires some preparation that we may or may not have the time for. Yeah. Um, so, but, but yeah, but we did get some questions and things like that. And I actually put together a little, little bit of a segment that hopefully will be interesting. And I think we'll probably, the main purpose of it is kind of just to lead to further discussion and possibly further segments down the line. Right. So, So, and that will mean, unfortunately that, there's a possibility we won't touch on as much cool gear. And if we miss something or uh, don't put something in the show, it's, you know, and you want to hear about it, I guess, let us know. But the, what I'm saying is like, (laughs) we're not going to have enough room to cover everything, anything and everything that comes out. So, or we're going to change the news segment to be more about um, more of a list of things without a lot of talk. Cause that's the only other way to fit stuff in. That's the plan. Can't really, cause I don't want to start, going like hour and a half, two hour episodes just because we babble. Someone's <laughs> shouting at the radio right now going, yes, two hour episodes, <laughs> do it. Yeah, and there's and 30 like, others going, seriously, no. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> it's long enough. Also, that takes a long time for us to do. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I have a life, contrary to popular opinion. Yeah, I think uh, <sighs> the website is a great place for overflow news. Yes, that's so. true. And Twitter and Facebook and all that, all yep. those cool places. So, and anyway, so anyway, um let's let's uh let's get it on. Let's uh get to episode 22. So, what do you got first? I got um mayonnaise. Mayonnaise, mayonnaise. <laughs> you got a bell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, I almost bought one and sent it to you. (laughs) Well, at least one of us has one. That's good. Uh, Okay. It's got this weird pitch. Did you hear that? It's got like this overtone thing going on. Let's see if I can get it. There's like two very, very clear. I don't know. It's kind of a rhythm to it. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. Anyway. Mayonnaise. uh, Mayonnaise. 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 Guitars. Uh, I've been going back and forth over whether or not to talk about this on the show for a few weeks now. Um, oh, you've these been holding guys are out. pop. What you've been yeah. holding out? <laughs> Basically, because I don't know like a lot of like, what to say about them, other than these look like totally awesome guitars. And I've never played one. They're made in Poland, and the availability in the U.S. is not really um, substantial yet, so I can't mm. really get my hands on one. But they're handmade, and they're basically going at it from 
the like with very traditional uh, guitar making craftsmanship, but using a lot of modern technology to really make basically perfect guitars. Mm. So, and, and it looks like their thing seems to be really pretty cuts yeah. of wood and really pretty finishes. Yeah, like really. Um, so, but basically, it's lots of like really high quality. Uh, tops for the guitars, basically just perfect specimens of tone woods that they're using to make make these awesome guitars. I think they're basically marketed at the high grain high gain crowd, mm-hmm. um, which is you know not something I'm really a part of. But these guitars really have my eye, and I would love to try one. Um, they go six, seven, and eight string models um, with lots of like kind of interesting technology. Like they've got the Evertune bridges, which are the um, I don't know if you've seen those yet. They're like the no. compensated bridge system. So the intonation is on, supported by a spring, basically. Huh. So you set a range and it can, you can set it so um, it basically can eliminate bending. So you can increase the tension. Like you can crank the tuner up and down and the note will stay put because the spring inside the body cavity will push and pull huh. the saddle. Wow. So, okay. so these are like really cool for like... Um, playing like crazy and not having to worry about your intonation or you know sometimes when you hit a low string like really hard it'll pull sharp for a minute yeah and come back down this gets rid of that entirely Um, we should do a whole section on the evertune bridge because it's yeah pretty wild Uh, and then they also make guitars with fan frets and all kinds of crazy stuff like that clicking around like i'm seeing sort of like any style you want like there's like semi hollows and um, flying some, V's and and the, yeah. your kind of the typical um, what do you call that body shape that's like the Ibanez is using all the time the kind of very, it's like a super strat super strat called. that's right yeah and so there's I mean kind of just any a lot of the bases seem to have there's some kind of like washburn kind of looks to them and then some fender kind of looks yeah as they far make as a the really nice looking J bass version. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Regius is uh, I think currently the most popular model. It's just basically a uh, kind of offset body superstrat type of design. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think those are the most readily available, basically. But they're they're coming out with models all the time. They've got some more traditional ones with you know that that kind of throwback to old Fender designs and stuff like you're saying. Yeah. But I mean, just I I can go on about these forever. But the they're just really fan fret. Yeah. <laughs> like if I was going to invest in a seven string, I would want to get one from these guys because it's very clearly yeah. uh, the the best made one out there. And I don't know. I just go look at them. They're super pretty. They're really well made. There's lots of, they're getting more and more popular day by day, but um, there's lots of demo videos up on YouTube and stuff. They just look like really perfect guitars, like really masterfully crafted instruments. They're all made by hand. So, um, yeah, mayonnaise, M-A-Y-O-N-E-S, kind of like mayonnaise, but not really. <laughs> uh, check those out. It's just mayonnaise.com. Right awesome on. Looking, awesome looking gear. Right on. Hey, what's next? What's next is going to be blue microphones. Sort of. Sort of, except it's not microphones, it's headphones. So... Blue microphones, which they're um, they have a very stylized look to their product. It's mostly been microphones. I have up one till right now. here. Yeah, right. Derek <laughs> uses um, the Yeti Pro to to record the podcast. 
which is a USB. So they, they've got kind of a whole line of microphones, some entry level, some really actually very, very nice microphones. Um, but they're also very stylized. Would you say retro? Are they going for they like a retro They do really have thing? a style to them. And I've always admired it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it's kind of retro, sort of like a modern vintage. Does that make any sense? Like, <laughs> like they, they kind of... They're like all chromed out and like really swoopy curves and stuff. I think yeah, they're, yeah. they're good. They looking. definitely have, uh, they're, they're not mistakable for, uh, for somebody else's microphone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's for sure. But they've decided to get into headphones. So what they've created is a really high end, like audiophile headphone called the MoFi. This, I guess, is going to be, I mean, it's going to be competing with, I guess beats, I guess is what I should say. It's mm-hmm. a it's a powered headphone, so it has its own built-in headphone amplifier, which is kind of what you have to do to achieve the kind of really high quality sound reproduction that they're talking about because f- for the most part the headphone amp that's built into your cell phone is not actually like I mean it's it's enough to make noise, but it's not something um that's going to really really I don't I don't know how to say it like it's they, not going to replicate What's like yeah, actually like being there, played? Yeah, like there is something yeah. better about having a really nice amp on your yeah. on your headphone chain. But where this is going to step out from its competitors, if its competitors are Beats, is that Beats is really kind of a fashion statement more than a sound quality statement. And yes, um, ask anybody. The Beats thing is kind of it's a it's kind of a trick. I think um, most of the, most of the Beats. The expensive ones start to sound okay, but the the game there is not. The game there is to act like you have high quality sound, and they're probably lying. <laughs> um, uh, are they owned by Monster? Is Beats? that am I right? Yeah. Uh, no, actually, Apple owned just by them. Apple. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I think did they used to have some affiliation I, with they Monster? They have some I, affiliation with Monster because the cabling that is made with the Beats headphones is by Monster, which I think. Kind of speaks volumes to to what you're talking about here, right? But. <laughs> <laughs> it, right, it's kind of a similar deal. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, but we're talking about blue here. So these yeah. these headphones are going to sell for three hundred and fifty dollars. So that mm-hmm. should give you an idea. If you spend three hundred and fifty dollars on your headphones, this is probably something you should look at. These are probably going to enter the market in a very favorable position for that price point. Because yeah. it seems to me that they've done a really good job. They've got a very high-end headphone amp built in. Um, they've got the all the modern features you'd expect, like the controls on the cable um, that are going nice. to work with your phone or whatever. The cable's disconnectable at both ends, so you don't get that like stress point um, at the headphone and your headphones break. That's something Beats was doing, too. Um, that's kind of a nice feature. And you can run an extension. Right, right. It means you can add cables in between. Um, It actually comes with adapters to change the size of the plug. And it it also comes with a a airplane adapter, which is that two-prong, eighth-inch plug, which, by the way, planes don't really use anymore. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I was just on planes recently. They all have regular headphone plugs now. uh, So I don't know. But whatever, it comes with it in the box, so whatever. Uh, so there's a battery inside that's going to work for, uh, they say, 12 to 15 hours of listening, um, and it charges via USB, which is nice. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest deal here is the design. Now, it has the blue look to it. They totally do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, and they look kind of weird. 
They look kind of weird, but they look pretty cool. They look I mean, cool. And I'm into it. They've done a lot to create like a really comfortable design. So the, there's like fully adjustable headrests and ear cup things. And the way that they're, the way that the ear cups are braced over the top headband is in such a way that the ear cups stay parallel no matter how you adjust them for your head size. Mm. And then they are independently adjustable besides that. But sort of like um, if you've seen those microphone boom arms at a radio station or something, mm. you can kind of swing it around and the microphone maintains its angle yes, because yeah, of the yeah. way like the way the structure works. They've done a similar thing with these headphones. So the, the ear cups are going to maintain their parallelness, which helps not only with comfort, but also with isolation because they're going to fit snugly and comfortably around your ear. They have... So kind of three modes. So in off mode, it's just a passive set of headphones, um, mm-hmm. but it doesn't need a battery. But while if you switch it on, you're using it powered, then you're using its built-in headphone amp for, you know, just the the crazy great sound that you'd, I mean, you'd have to hear it. You'd have to compare it and say, yeah, oh, it's... I get it. This is what's going on. And if I might suggest, probably don't compare it against your 128 kilobit MP3s. Like if you're paying <laughs> 350 for headphones, Probably yeah, store your better quality. <laughs> yeah, probably store your music in a lossless format of some kind. So that's kind of the the um, target yeah. crowd this is aimed at. Um, there's also an on plus mode, which they describe as a subtle bass lift. It's designed to be, according to Blue, uh, for listening to old mastering. It's sort oh. of t- so they said that they want to sort of lift the bass for listening to things like old like like things that were mastered for vinyl back in the day that compared to nowadays records might seem like they were lacking in bass i guess okay so i mean is that uh kind of smoke and mirrors though like according (laughs) Um, to the original master though well it's altering it i mean it's but it's just like turning the eq on on your itunes or something right like I, i don't do that because i want to listen to things flat as they were made to be. But a lot of mm-hmm. people do adjust. I mean, the EQ controls on any like stereo in your car or in your home are really intended to be used to equalize for the room and for the speakers. So if these speakers pump out a little too much bass, we not notch the bass down a little bit. That's how I would always use them, you know, boost the high end if it's a little lacking in this particular room or something. But people, you know, the average consumer doesn't really understand that. So they're like, oh, you know, turn up the bass, turn up the treble. You get that kind of scoopy sound and it sounds louder to the listener. That's usually Mm -hmm. what you'll find on people's car stereos and kind of sounds, kind of lose a lot of energy that way actually because so much of music is in the mid-range. But whatever, (laughs) Um, it's their their listening, not mine. Um, So this is, that's probably a control I wouldn't use. The reviewers do say that it, it, it's a very subtle bass lift, so it's not like the boomy bass you'd get out of the stupid Beats headphones. But right, you know, hmm. maybe it would now, sound good on something. I don't know. I don't know. So is this? I've seen people using Beats uh, in the studio, which always kind of leaves me like, okay. <laughs> do they? Do they? Uh, um, is it? Is it one of Doctor Dre's buddies? Like <laughs> it might be a sponsorship thing to yeah. you know when these photos are being taken. Um, now is is this like basically just a would you use these in a studio environment or would you use these for enjoying music? Like, would you use I, it for listening I would back? say probably enjoying music. There's nothing to say that you can't use them in the studio. I suspect yeah. that they isolate rather well. 
So that mm-hmm. would be good. Um, I would, I mean, there's no, if you're in the studio, you do not, you know, listening while you record guitars or record your vocals or something. I, I don't know. I mean, you, you don't need super high end sound. They're often having to be very loud too. So for, I would, True. I would worry about putting my expensive headphones into that situation. Cause you might be end up uh, stressing yeah, the drivers. That's a good point. So, so it's more of the, I mean, MoFi is clearly a play on hi-fi. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's kind Maybe of a lousy Is this supposed name, to be like but, modern fi? Is that what that's supposed to be? Um, I was thinking it was mobile, but Oh, I, yeah, I bet you're right. Yep. So well, that brings I'm, me to that another point. Maybe that answers my question, though, if they're marketing it as like, this is for hi-fi listening on the go. Yeah, I, you know, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, but that brings me to another point. Um, the reviewers that I was reading um, do mention that they're kind of heavy and that mm. it didn't take very long for their ears to get hot. And That can be so uncomfortable. It like can that, be. It can just really make you not want to. And you know what that is? <laughs> That's a built-in amplifier yeah. creating heat. Can't get around it. I mean, they can vent some of the heat out the back, but it's they're not going to be as cool as non-powered headphones. Right. And um, it adds weight. You know, the amp adds weight. Can't get around it. That's so, yeah. I mean, I, it seems like a, a real good pair of headphones if, if you, if you care, but they are, you know, heavy and bulky. They're not your earbuds. For me, right. I, I don't, if I'm on the go, <laughs> if I'm walking around right. through the park, they get pictures of people kind of wearing these while walking around a, a nice park. That's, that's fine. I wouldn't do that. If I was, uh, well, whatever. My job is listening to things all day. So when I take a break and go to the park, I do not put earbuds in and listen True. to something. <laughs> I take that yeah. time to be quiet. Uh, but, but for people who, I mean, you're not going to wear these and go for a run. You're going to, you're going to still yeah. use your little earbuds, right? So, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't it's know. It's just a different application. I mean, like I use earbuds, uh, either when I don't have anything else handy mm-hmm. or when I, uh, sort of intentionally, uh, want to be able to hear my surroundings along with what I'm right. listening to my music. So, you know, in like an outdoor environment or at the gym, you know, yeah. I need to hear if someone's shouting at me or if a car is beeping its horn at me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, they don't really make any mention of these being particularly flat uh, frequency response. So like I was just kind of thinking about what, what's the application would, would somebody use these for checking mixes or something? Um, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't really feel like they're aimed at that. I have no idea how how um, accurate they are um, as far as coloring the sound of what you're listening to. They probably sound very, very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So 350 bucks, though. It's tough. Uh, it's not it's not a surprising price, really. It's just tough for a lot of people to yeah to get into. Um, the the high end like studio headphones that people would use to check mixes on or something like that. Not the blasting out in the drum room headphones, yeah. but the, the, the audio engineers headphones easily $350 right. on, okay. on the high end, you know, uh, yeah. or more. Some of them are more. I, I, I don't happen to have any that are that expensive, but I very rarely use headphones for any kind of critical listening purposes because ultimately their headphones are still a little weird. I mean, no matter what you're going to do about it, They'll be a little weird, and I have a I have a good mixing room, so I don't need them. <laughs> if you have a bad you mixing room, you got to put headphones on because they eliminate the room from the equation. True. So, yeah. So listen to your LPs and sit around with your friends, and you can all plug these headphones in, and <laughs> right. I don't know. <laughs> listen to the, the the white album on these. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> 
You know what I want you to do? What do you want me to do? I want you to tell me about Pedal Genie. Oh. Oh, really? <laughs> you mean Pedal Genie, the, the Netflix of guitar pedals? Yeah, tell me more. All right, well, Pedal Genie is a pedal rental service, uh, and it's done in the a la Netflix, let me say, where there's no late fees, keep them as long as you want, send them back whenever you're ready for the next one. Uh, so you're going to go to pedalgenie.com slash tone control, and there you're going to find this glorious purple and white website. <laughs> uh, you're going to you're going to be able to click through and, and see all the different pedals they have from dozens and dozens of manufacturers. I'm just going to randomly mention a few here. Uh, Black Arts Toneworks, Blackstar, that might be worth checking out sometime. Ooh, Chase Bliss Audio. That sounds cool. I'm just grabbing ones that I haven't seen you know, before. What I've learned in just the last four seconds is that <laughs> if you're going to start a pedal company, you got to have an awesome name. <laughs> yeah, you do. Because otherwise, I'm not going to mention on the show. Yeah. In Infinem, really? Hmm. Idiot box effects. Oh, oh. God. Adding those. Uh, adding those to what you'd say? Well, you're going to add them to a wish list. Uh, so you're going to create a wish list of at least 10 pedals. Um, let's see. I Mine is currently has 59 items on it, and I'm lazy. <laughs> so, Derek, how I much? Thought, how many uh, things are on your wish list? I think uh, 48 right now. 47, Wait, I have more than yeah. you? I, which, yeah, what the hell, man? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was lazy. You're always talking about how you can't stop adding. Well, I, I, you know what I do? I go in and I add stuff, and then I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yes, try it all. I need everything. And then I'm, I go back through, and I'm like, well, I... I don't need 10 Big Muff clones. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, sorry, I was just looking at a couple other <laughs> awesome pedal, pedal company names. Amp Tweaker. Amp Tweaker. Boy, these, these look awesome with that metal rail on the top of them. Okay, anyway, back to the matter at hand. Uh, the point is, you put this wish list together, and these are all the pedals that you want to try. Then, you're going to you're going to fill out your information and, and set your account to go active. So now you have an active account and they're just going to start mailing pedals to you one at a time and you can try them out for as long as you want. And then when you're ready to send them back, you ship it back in the same box it came to you and there's no late fees. They'll, they'll, when they receive the next one, whenever you send it back, they'll, they'll send you another pedal from your wish list to try out. Uh, and the best part is the first month is only a buck. Hold up. <laughs> only a buck? Only a buck for <laughs> only the first a month. Buck. Yeah. $34.95 a month, but the first month is only a buck. So we want you to try it out. It's basically they just got to put a hold on your credit card, right? You know, in yeah. order to confirm yeah. that, that you really want to start this and, and try this out. So there's going to be a dollar on your credit card for the first month. And I mean, a dollar to try out. Any pedal you want, like any pedal from a $70 boss pedal to a $500 Strymon pedal, like you can try it out for just a buck. There's so many. Like a month is a long time to try a pedal. There are 145 pedals in the chorus flanger tremolo category. Okay. I'm just, let me, let me. Let that sit with you for a second. <laughs> What's that? Distortion and overdrive? There are 420 oh. distortion and overdrive pedals <laughs> that you can have sent to your door and try out for as long as you want. Send them back whenever you're ready. 
try it out with your pedal board and your amp and, and your guitars. And it's, your guitar in your own it's home. It's like, uh. it's a no-brainer. And I was, as I said this a few episodes ago, there is no other place to rent pedals. Like, you can't walk into a guitar shop and say, like, can I rent a pedal? Some don't even let you rent guitars. Like, that's not a thing that happens. Yeah. Yeah, and now now you can like you can do all the research and read all the articles you want about something you think you might buy, but nothing's going to be as good as getting that thing home and trying it for yeah, real. That's right. That's right. And so, that's what Pedal, Pedal Genie lets you do. Right. Let's hit a couple more details here. The traditional membership thirty four ninety five a month. That's uh, having one pedal out at a time, um, but they're expanding all the time. And now you can get Pedal Genie Pro. That's three pedals at a time for only $59.95 a month. So it's basically three subscriptions for the price of two. It's a great deal. I mean, and three pedals, like, as long as you want them, that's a, that's some serious business. <laughs> it it like, really, really is. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. Uh, it's it's the best. And uh, and, and what I, mean, if I just you... I love getting the emails, and I love getting all the gear. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. So, and one more thing. But wait, there's more. Uh, uh-huh. If... If you really, really can't let go of a pedal, uh, they're going to be able to offer you a buyout option, uh, yeah. basically based on how long you've been a member and um, the you know the cost of the actual pedal in question. So you're going to be able to get you know used pedal prices on a pedal that you have in your hand, and you can say, "Do I want this?" You know, send them an email, say, "Hey guys, I'm I'm into this one. I think I actually want to keep it." They'll offer you the price. Um, you make that transaction, and then your membership continues on. They'll send you the yeah. next pedal. So uh, this week, um, I actually had the Catalan Bread Callisto. The Catalan uh, Bread, right, sorry, right, it's right. in a box now. The Catalan Bread Callisto, which is a chorus vibrato pedal, uh, and I'd love to tell you how much I loved it, but <laughs> I actually plugged it in today, and. It went wonky on me. Uh, it was making a funny hum, and I turned the knobs, and I got this crazy, weird, scrambled noises, and I wasn't mm. even playing guitar into it yet, uh, and then I started to smell something burning. Uh, so I unplugged that sucker, and um, and actually, here's another <laughs> thing. Uh, this is never... I've never had a, a pedal explode on me before or you know go wrong, so I didn't... Me neither, and you don't really hear about it too often. No, it was it was sort of a, a strange happening. But uh, what I did was I picked up my phone and I rang up the, the Pedal Genie phone number and... Um, did you talk to the Pedal Genie? <laughs> I talked to the Pedal Genie herself. <laughs> uh, let me tell you, no, let me... The reason I'm bringing up this story is not to talk about how... Catalan Bread has crappy pedals because I'm sure they don't. Who knows what happened with this thing? Um, this is probably a very isolated incident yeah, it, for them. But um, but the point is, it's Memorial Day. It's Monday here in the United States. It's, it's Labor a bank holiday. <laughs> 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 I uh, so funny thing about me, I get Memorial Day and Labor Day mixed up so much, and I know they're at like opposite times of the year, but yep. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> What I'm talking about when it comes to holidays. Anyway, it's one of the grilling holidays. It's a bank holiday here in the States. Um, Nothing is open. But I called Pedal Genie expecting, frankly, to leave a voicemail. Uh, But the Pedal Genie herself did answer. Uh, (laughs) And I said, hi, this is Justin Newton from the Tone Control. She's like, oh, hey, what's going on? I told her what's going on. And um, 
you know, anyway, the, the point is they take care of it right away. They're there on, on the holiday when nobody's there and all the banks are closed. Just um, in case. They answer and your call and they, they take care of you, whatever you need. Um, so it's, it's really, it's really a solid company. It's not some faceless, uh, you know, genie. Faceless corporation, man. <laughs> Faceless, Faceless corporation. genie corp. Yeah. So, but I don't have a pedal to talk about uh, this week because the pedal I had turned out to, to not work. Um, but. But lucky for all you listeners, I had two pedals this week. Oh my God. So <laughs> listen to all the clicks. <laughs> um, yeah, I got two pedals, one for my regular list. And then the second, they wrote me an email and they said, hey, we um, got this new manufacturer in the U.S. and we want to send you one. See what you think about it. And I was like, absolutely. Actually, let me back up. They asked, "Can we send you another pedal?" And I was like, anytime you th- you want to ask me, can you send me an extra pedal? <laughs> Don't even because the answer is yes. So, <laughs> so I got the uh, the new EC Custom Shop Overlord Drive. <laughs> This I believe this company is based in Israel. I think I read or heard that somewhere. And uh, they're starting up distribution in the U.S., and I've kind of been seeing them around here or there. And Pedal Genie got them, which is great, as they're always adding new manufacturers. And they said, hey, we want you to try this. So this is um, this is like a nice medium to kind of high gain, not high, high gain, but a nice medium to like pretty good solid gain overdrive distortion box mm-hmm. three knobs gain level tone it's kind of all you need uh the gain goes like r- really low like pretty transparent low basically up to about noon is like a nice boost nice like, kind of crunchy could really push to the front of an amp in a good way mm-hmm. and then over uh, past 12 o'clock it's like a really slamming rhythm tone if not lead tone mm. I, it's it's good, and it's a super loud pedal, at least for my setup. Um, the level knob is has a huge range, lots of room to go on it. And But what really made it special to me is this, this tone control. <laughs> ah! I'm looking for any excuse to ring my bell. Um, the, the tone knob is awesome. It's like if you have it down um, kind of you know below 12 o'clock, maybe around nine o'clock it's like really scoopy, mm-hmm. but like fat, mm-hmm. really fat in the coolest way. And it just like thickened up, uh, all my guitars in like a really awesome, awesome way. Like usually with kind of just regular tone, uh, shape knobs like this, you kind of just roll off high end or end up kind of just like, Oh, it's darker on this side and it's brighter on that side. Yeah. This is a totally different thing. Like it got scoopy and like chunky and really just, it got really heavy. I was surprised at how much was kind of on the back half of this knob. Cool. Um, after 12 o'clock, it got kind of into like, I feel like it flattened out the mids and then boosted the highs. So it got like really uh, crispy and jangly on lower gain settings, and you could really send it in for like a send send an amp into overdrive for like a really cool lead tone with this uh, standard nine volt DC adapter. I think these uh, are retailing for kind of cheap. I think this is like one fifty. Really yeah, awesome. That's, that's what it says in their site. Really awesome pedal. I would. I have a, a TC Electronic Mojo Mojo overdrive, mm-hmm. uh, and this thing I would. 
I would seriously consider replacing that with. Wow. Really cool pedal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it looks like they're using all Neutrik jacks. Um, they're hand built. Yeah, it's, it's a killer build components. Um, awesome yeah. artwork. All their pedals have like really cool designs on them, which is kind of comic booky artwork. Yeah, and you you're gonna look at this thing like it better not be ugly, you know. I mean, <laughs> it rips. It's a cool pedal. I'm really psyched to try out some other stuff from them. Yeah, I could I could see them really uh, getting a good foothold in the market. Yeah, me too. I think I'm gonna be getting a um, an EC pedal in uh, pretty soon here, probably. So I'll I'll have one to talk about on the next episode. Nice, nice, nice. Cool. And uh, the other pedal I had is this totally awesome Wampler Latitude Tremolo Deluxe. It's uh it's got it all. It's it's got tons of knobs and switches and it's a so a bypass switch, a tap tempo, like a soft touch tap tempo switch. Uh and then five knobs, speed, space, depth, level and attack. Uh, I'll get back to that in a second. But there's a subdivision switch because there's a tap tempo. You can tap in like dotted eighth tremolo if you want. Uh-huh. And then a waveform selector for square wave, uh, a triangle wave. It looks like it's kind of a s- smooth like, triangle yeah, wave. Yes, a, a steeper. Yeah. Steeper, but and not squared are, off. Right. And then a sine wave. So uh, regular nine volt uh, DC adapter, uh, mono in out. This thing's, it's so cool. It's, between like the uh, subdivisions, it kind of changes the control of the speed knob. And one thing that I noticed uh, almost immediately is when you tap in, it doesn't just like like a delay doesn't just change the the repeats or that doesn't change the pulse. Mm-hmm. It ramps. So this oh, really? you can go from slow and you can tap in fast and it'll go like whoop, 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 and it'll awesome. kind of it is awesome. And if you <laughs> if you turn the knob quick, it'll it'll do the same thing. It'll kind of get, it'll like, oh, hang on, I gotta get there. Right, right. <laughs> uh, the depth will go, you know, totally 100% on, off, on, off in the square wave and stuff. Um, level control helps with that um, perceived volume drop with the tremolos, yeah. which is nice. So you can beef it up a little Usually bit. Usually give it a little bit of like upward throb. Yeah, yeah. And then these two other controls, space and attack, um, Space basically changes the width of the wave. So, like, you can make your. It's it's you know what I'm talking about. It's it's like so cool. Well, if right, if you were to graph it out, like it would widen or or shorten the existing waveform. Like, add spaces between the peaks and valleys. So you can make it like really uh, throbby and kind of shallow, or you can have it basically be off most of the time and just get little. of your signal coming through. Huh. And then the attack, <laughs> the attack knob on the sine wave setting and the triangle wave setting. Basically, if you think of it like a triangle wave is probably the best way to, to think about this. You can make it into a sawtooth wave in either direction. Oh, you can the, tilt. Yeah, yeah. With the uh, attack knob. So at noon, it's like perfectly center. And then as you dial it back, it'll lean one the, way or the other. The one way or the other. So you can get this like whoop, whoop, whoop kind of sound, like the ramp yeah. up. Or you can get the opposite, which basically sounds kind of like a reverse tremolo. Huh. Because it's coming in and then fading out and coming in hard and fading out and hard yeah. and fading out. Wow. It is 
super cool. Just when you thought there was nothing new in the world of tremolo. Yeah, man. I mean, then you had the uh, that Empress one, which seemed to have it all. And it then, had like, many, many features, this. but not nearly as much of of those sort of envelope changing. This features. doesn't have any sort of patterns or anything like that. But I got to be honest, right. if I was buying a tremolo, uh, I would probably get this over the Empress just because of that cool the space setting. Yeah, and be, because you can change the attack on the waveform. Wow. And it's got two LEDs. The red one is for the tap tempo, and it's constantly on, and it will sh- display the uh, display the, rate. the tempo, yeah. And then also it'll display like the depth as well with brightness. Oh. So like if if it's throbbing <laughs> like really slow, it'll just dim a little bit. But if it's on the square wave and really choppy, it's on off on off. Okay, yeah, nice and uh, just regular true bypass uh, blue LED. Switch, you know, it's yeah. it, it's awesome. <laughs> it totally rules. You got to try this because <laughs> I'm sure it's on my list. I'm pretty sure all the Wamplers are on my list. So two thirty nine ninety seven is what Wamplers selling this for. Um, but that's like but that's about the range where the the Empress was, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, and it's got tons of features. I mean, it's not like a one. It's not a one trick pony at all. Mm-hmm. You get a lot of lot of pedal for that price. It's I like it's the knobs great. on that. The sort of clear the clear knobs. Yeah. yeah. It's this cool white uh, case with black lettering, and it's got like a compass rose mm-hmm. on the back and or underneath the lettering. It's yeah, it's a sharp looking pedal. Yep. Yeah, if you're in, if you're in for uh, looking for a tremolo, seriously consider this. Yeah. Wow. Well, shoot, that was. Uh... That th- these these pedal reviews are made possible by Pedal Genie, and so that this this here concludes my reading of the Pedal Genie segment. Boom! Yeah, Boom. go to pedalgenie.com/slash/tonecontrol if you want to try out uh, anything from the new EC Custom Shop line or Wampler or anybody else. Or and, Ag- uh, Aguilar. Ag- Aguilar. Aguilar. They, yeah. they make killer bass pedals. Oh, I got I get get more into some bass pedals. I should too. I haven't played my bass in a in a while. Idiot box effects. <laughs> I, I want it. Oh, this one has Pac-Man graphics on it. Sold. Say no more. Energizer boost <laughs> looks like a one knob boost, and the knob is Pac-Man. Uh, yes. You guys, the the, <laughs> the knob is yellow with a little black with sort a, of uh, uh, carrot out of it for his mouth, and there's a little ghost on it. Oh God, it's happening. Add to wish list. Okay. Uh, anyway, that's how easy it is. Pedalgenie.com slash tone control. Show them some love. Show them some love because they show us some love. Yeah, they do. And they're good, good people down there. Good people. All righty. So one more quick news thing, and then we're going to get into, um, talking about how to control your tone. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be one of those jokes that you say so much that it loses its appeal and then you keep saying it and it comes back. Yep. So uh, the wall axe. This is one of the accessories that we had talked about maybe adding last episode. This is, you've seen the wall mount guitar hangers. Sure. Yeah. Basically just a a headstock hanger that. Yep. And, you know, I, you should know every time I have moved somewhere, I think, this is it. I'm going to get a bunch of those, and I'm going to hang up my guitars in every room I have. And <laughs> it's going to look <laughs> awesome. Because when I see that, I think, that looks awesome. 
This is a wall mount hanger, but it's really got some serious style to it, which I'm really glad to see because until now, uh, guitar hangers have just kind of been sort of blah. They have like maybe a chunk of wood that holds it to the wall, but these hold one to three guitars and the the bigger ones that hold three guitars are on a plate that, or like a, 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 yeah, I guess a plate that is shaped like a guitar that you mount like to the wall. like a guitar silhouette plate yeah. or base. So while your guitars are not on it, it still is kind of nice looking. Yeah. And you can, they have all these like nice classic designs. They got Les Paul shape, Tele shape, flying V's, whatever. Explorer. Uh, yep. And then they've got uh, other single guitar models. There's this one called uh, the Soloist, which is only 30 bucks. It holds up one guitar, but it has four like coat hook pegs on it, basically, to hold extra stuff like cables, straps, capos, slides, whatever. Which is kind of nice, because I have all that stuff around. And where does mm-hmm. it live? On top of my amp in various cups I've left in my basement. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> it falls off behind your amp, and you don't yep. find it again until you move it. And, of course, you don't move your amp when you're looking for your pick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just I just recently found my glass slide. It had been gone for months. Oh my god, <laughs> my capo. I, Last night I was looking for my capo uh and I scoured our entire house. Like I was trying to think, have I even used it? Capo? Like how could I not have used it in the last year that we've lived here? And I'm like looking in the all over my studio. I'm like tearing things apart. I'm digging through my microphone cabinet like I would ever put it in there. <laughs> and I find it in like my desk upstairs where there's like other computer it's like not yeah, by mean, the music stuff oh such capos, a bad plan capos are for me one of those accessories that it could be anywhere at any given time i clipped it to something sometime and it's still there yep <laughs> yep anyway wall axe um these are these are really cool like i kind of go back i have a big seven guitar stand downstairs and I think I don't need a guitar hanger because I have this thing. But now, if I could like hang up three guitars on one piece of hardware, that's that's pretty nice. Yeah, these are really well made. Uh, they range from about ninety to one hundred and forty dollars, depending on materials, the finish, the size, how many guitars they hold, that kind of thing. Uh, they're made of like thirteen ply Baltic birch, uh, which is kind of that's what they make guitar cabs out of, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Uh, solid oak or even carbon fiber. Uh-huh. Like you, that's really, what you would get for your explorer shaped one, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Cuz you know, cuz what are you some kind of idiot? It's got to look right, you dummy. <laughs> you bozo. It's <laughs> It doesn't look cool enough on the wall, so <laughs> it needs to look like even cooler with carbon fibers. <laughs> Diamond plate. <laughs> that's what maybe? I'm telling you. Can we send Ooh. him a letter? Anyway, this is the wall axe. <laughs> uh wallaxe.com. Check them out. Wait, one of them is called Shrek. No way. Oh, oh, they're they're shaped like Schecter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that took me a second. I was staring at it like, it's almost like a Strat, but with a different headstock. Oh, it's Schecter. <laughs> it says, it says no talking donkeys here, just rock and roll. It, it's like a super Strat style, yeah. yeah. These are cool, man. I And they've got like a little bridge on them. They've got like four little strings on them. They're nice looking. Yeah, it's sort of like a... Um, minimalist guitar art when yeah. when you don't have anything hanging on it. I, yeah. Make them I mean, pretty. My, my accounts, if this didn't even have the hooks on it, I'd want to hang one up. <laughs> you know what in, this like, is? In my guitar room. This is not for selling wall hangers. This is selling wall hangers to your wife. Yeah. That's what this exactly is. Right. You know, make it look decorative. So that's what's up. It's art. <laughs> it's art, dummy. <laughs> 
that's all we wrote down for news. So let's let's do this other thing real quick. Um, we got an email. Last week or the week before, I'm uh, I'm cutting over to it on my phone. Cut all this out, Justin. Oh, sure thing, Justin. Okay. You sound like Barry on Archer. <laughs> <laughs> cut, cut all this out, future Justin. You got it, Justin. <laughs> so uh, we got an we email. got an email from uh, from Denmark of all places. We're, How uh, cool is that? We're huge in Denmark now. <laughs> <laughs> There it is. <laughs> That's why we have to say, like, it's Labor Day here in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so Michael asks uh, about guitar tone. He says, I've played guitar for a number of years, but never in a band, never on a cranked amp. Basically, I'm kind of a tone ignoramus. Or rather, I seem to find something I like in almost every tone I hear, and I find myself being pretty confused or stupid when it comes to finding a good guitar tones for rhythm guitar or when it comes to laying down some tracks um he writes he writes a lot Th- yeah, thank you seriously very, thank very, you for writing us and and um you know thanks for listening and everything obviously i shouldn't like read your whole email on the show but um but the point is he's asking about tone and how to how to figure out what's a good tone and what's a bad tone like without the experience of making a bunch of bad tones and realizing they're bad and messing with them until they're good. Right. Like how can we, right. how can you skip that? So that's a really complicated question. Like what was, what first came to your head, Derek, when you read um, that? I, the first thing that came to my mind was I totally agree. I, I can listen to guitar tones all day and be like, man, this thing sounds great. <laughs> and then I pick up my guitar and I, and I, I don't really think a lot about, like, does my tone sound great? Like, what could I do to make it better? I mean, I kind of baseline think that a lot, but it's not really like I'm. I'm just so like dialed into playing. I often forget about my tone. It's ridiculous as that sounds. But when you're playing by yourself, you only need to please yourself. True. Very true. Right. Um, uh, but so the real the, thing that what it comes down to is when you're with a group. Like, if you're right. going to be integrating into a band. And the other thing I thought of. Was I, I totally agree, and tone is hugely subjective. Like yeah. we can't just tell you what is a good guitar tone because there isn't a right answer. We can talk about qualities of tones that we like and in our experience have worked. Yeah. But there isn't like I can tell you what bad guitar tone is, but I can't tell you what good guitar tone is. Like, does that make any sense? Yeah, there, there are sometimes where you hear something and go, "Oh, well, that's just terrible. That and, it doesn't fit, or it's got this problem. It's it's unclear. You know, whatever." So yeah, yeah. That, that's all the stuff that I kind of thought of first. Yeah, um, I mean, that's all true. I mean, that that's why this is such a hard thing to answer. But I got to thinking. So, what can I do to kind of start this. And that's why at the start of the show, I kind of said, I put something together, a little segment together, um, that I think will do more to cause questions than answer them. But that's really what, what this, that's the answer to this question is more questions. Um, because it's, because tone's a journey, man. Um, (laughs) I mean, it's true. It sounds, sounds stupid, it sounds but wicked it's true. Stupid. And like I people, know. I said people it. chase tone hard, like for years and years and years. And it depends a lot on like the type of music you're playing. Like you're not going to go for a really scooped out high gain tone if you're playing in like an indie rock band. Yeah. 
Unless yeah, you you're about want... to start a new trend. <laughs> I just blow the lid off this thing. Kaboom. <laughs> okay. Anyway, should we should we listen? Let's so we we're can... gonna listen and then we'll so we'll be fresh in our ears and then we'll come back and talk about it. So I started thinking about how am I gonna do a segment on this? I guess the best I can hope to do is, you know, show you something in a mix where I think it sounds pretty good and then isolate it. That's something that a lot of people, you know, who aren't doing my job don't get to hear, you know, an isolated guitar track, you know, the the guitar on this album sounds really great, but you don't know really what it sounds like by itself. So I'm going to play something that I have the final mix of, and I also have the separate tracks for, so I can play the final mix first and you can hear how it works all together. And then uh, I can play the isolated guitar tracks and you can hear what they sound like by themselves. So, of course, for this, I'm going to use Forging Reverie. Shock. Everyone's shocked, I know. So here is a bit of the uh, pre-chorus and chorus from The Art of Change from Forging Reverie. So I think those are pretty rocking guitar tones. I was pretty happy with them when we did it. This mix is a few years old, and of course I can hear a bunch of stuff that I would want to do differently in it now, but uh, the guitar tone I'm I'm still actually really happy with. I think it's pretty slamming. So uh, let's break it down. Um, so I'm playing guitar on this, and Derek is also playing guitar on this, so I printed out isolated tracks for each of us, and... Uh, Here they are. Let's start with Derek first. Okay, and now let's play my track.
So those are the isolated guitar tracks from the chorus of that song. Uh, each of those is Derek or I performing the part twice. There's actually two guitar performances being mixed down. Uh, and then there's two microphones on the guitar cabinet for each of those. There's actually four channels of audio being mixed down and then, uh, you know, EQ'd and whatever else I did to it. What you heard was the final processing as it went into the mix. So what you'll notice is the the mix has plenty of low end. It's nice and full, right? But the guitars don't have almost any of that. <laughs> uh, it's very much high range and mid range only. That's a big mistake that people can get into when they're just learning how to make a guitar tone and they've heard all these songs that they like to listen to and there's a, probably a lot of thumpy bass in it. And so much of that is coming from the bass guitar and it's deceptive. So that's one of the big things that I'll catch right away is when people are kind of dialing too much low into their guitar sound. And it's like, but I want to make it heavy, you know, but the heaviness comes from the bass. So I actually exported the bass track from this part of this song also, just to kind of show you how much of that is being filled in into the mix. So why don't I play that right now? look, there's distortion on the bass in this song, making it not the greatest example, I guess, of uh, isolating your frequency ranges for different instruments. But the point is, we're not leaving a lot of thump and low end in the guitar track. We're letting the bass carry that, and that's going to make for a better mix overall. So now that I've played the tracks in isolation, I'm going to play the full mix back together again uh, so you can try to listen for it and see if you hear it any differently than you did the first time around. And then uh, we'll kick it back out for some discussion. So what are it's your been, thoughts? It's been, um, <laughs> my, my first thoughts are, uh, it's been a long time since I've heard my tracks isolated. Yep. Yep. I would, uh, <laughs> we're sloppy. I, we're sloppy. Is, I'll say right, it. <laughs> but like, it's, it's like that, that song, I mean, that's like a stylistic choice, at least in my, you know, playing style yeah. for that. Like I want it to be just like ripping. Cause that, right. that part of the song is 
going overboard. We really um, cranked up the amps for that. They were yeah, you could you could uh, feel them kind of like sagging and pushing against the microphones and stuff. Right. And I that's not it's funny, like that's not how I play the song anymore. Like there's little things that change. It's just yeah. funny to hear that kind of stuff. Yeah. But um uh it's interesting. I mean it's you know when you hear the singles um the single guitars, it's like this is not nearly as loud as what I just heard. But uh-huh. in the mix, but it's like that's the mix. And as you said it's got a lot to do with the bass and kind of where other stuff kind of sits in relationship yeah. to everything else. So it's not just like, here's a guitar, there's a guitar, there's a bass. You can't just like put them all in at a hundred percent and have a killer mix, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, I guess like lesson one for somebody who's making guitar tones and doesn't know how it's supposed to fit with when you get a whole band together is um, make sure there's not too much low end in your guitar sound because it might sound fine in isolation, but once you're in a group, it's going to be too muddy. You need to let the bass be the bass, and right, you can disappear out of the mix, and you just won't be able to hear yourself as well. Right. There's a there's a thousand different ways to do a good guitar tone too. So right, I don't there's know. no shortage of information out there, and like I'm sure as we continue a section like this, we will talk about that more yeah i'm kind of hoping people will start talking about it maybe on the facebook page or something like that so that i can get more ideas maybe there's other things that i can do um to illustrate some of these or if other people i mean there must be a lot of people in bands here if you guys have access to your tracks and your mixes we and you you'd like to submit them as an example that would be cool too um because like i said i don't always have i would love to hear that yeah um yeah, I'm sure somebody out there would be down with that. It's it's also fun for me to like hear how songs are put together on like, oh, I thought I always thought that was one guitar part, but it turns out it's two guitar parts, you know, doing right. something, you know. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that might overlap or something. Yeah. It's funny a long time ago, um Ben Kenny, yep, who who plays bass in Incubus and has a solo thing going and he is always someone who I've thought like this guy has some insane guitar tone. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he does it, but he's really just going for it and it's working. And it's it's funny because it's high gain, mm-hmm. but it's not like in your face tearing your head off, but it's really screaming. Yeah. I think he's playing like Mesa, you know, double rex or something like that. And a long time ago uh, I think it was when like Formspring was going on and people would ask all these anonymous questions and stuff. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And he, and he had a thing and I was like, Hey, what's the secret behind your crazy ass guitar tone? And he answered it. Yeah. Uh, which I was surprised about. And he's like, actually it's got a lot to do with the bass. And as if you start with a foundation of a really killer bass tone, it can do so much for the mix is, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but yeah. And that's still like just listening back to that segment and stuff. It's, it rings true still, I think it's, or it always will, but it rings true. <laughs> like, because like, that's something like you think guitar tone and you're really thinking guitar, like period. Yeah. Uh, instead of like, you know, the, uh, the sonic territory that is covered by guitar and bass, that's super low range all the way to the super high range. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, um, I hope that helps. Michael's a email asked like a lot of questions yeah. and, and we can't really get into all of it. Unfortunately, at least not right now. Yeah. Um, but I think in coming episodes we can. One thing he did say, uh, he unfortunately has never cranked an amp up real loud. And <laughs> that is something I feel like everyone should do <laughs> once. <laughs> yeah. If, I mean, because it, it's... Uh, 
I just I don't want to like dive into like a huge conversation well, about this now because it's it's the yeah. end of the show and stuff. But um, stuff like you know whether or not your amp is quiet or is screaming loud can change your tone, and you may maybe have not found a really awesome tone for you because your amp's not cooking. Yeah, the way you know you might and it changes it the way you play too. Um, like even even a properly constructed guitar tone that does not have too much low end when you're really, really loud, it still moves your body. Like even if it's only going down to maybe a hundred Hertz or something like nothing super sub or anything, it'll still have end up having this like overall thump that kind of pushes your body a little bit and you'll feel it in your gut Mm -hmm. while you're playing there in the room. And that's, um, that's irreplicable, irreplicable, irreplicable. Yes. Okay. <laughs> no ding, but um, he'll write it down. Oh, there it is. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, you have anything else? Uh, when it comes to like pedals and things that help with tone and help you shape your tone, uh, I've always found that I know I've landed on something good when I play better. And it can just be mm. as simple as like, here's a really harmonically rich distortion. And it kind of makes the notes jump off the fretboard in a different way. Yeah. And that can happen when your amp's really loud. You get this like kind of, you know, you feedback differently if you're, if you're into playing with feedback like you and I are. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you know, like my Strat is, is hot. Like a lot of times at practice, it would just be like on fire. Yeah. Because it would it'd be really quick to feedback, but it was controllable and it made me play better. And like as once I bought a guitar with lower output pickups, it was like way more of a fight to get the same thing out of it. Mm. So as far as like pedals and stuff, if I play better and if I'm more satisfied with like, man, I sound awesome today. Yep. Like that's how I know I've landed on it, I think. And that's what <laughs> that's what leaves you inspired so that you'll practice. And that's yeah. what really makes you better. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. And that's you know, it goes without saying, but like but you're going to so say it the, anyway. <laughs> so much of the playing is in your hands and not in the gear. And yep. after, you know, I got really into pedals really early on and have sort of changed how I think about them over the years. And it happens to everybody to a degree. But like, if you're not getting the sounds you like out of your guitar and your amp, no pedals or anything like that, yeah, you know, that you kind of need to approach your playing differently, I think. You don't need to add pedals to that equation yeah. yet. Yeah. You can get. I saw this video with. Um, I think I posted it on the blog actually of Joe Bonamassa, who's a you know really famous blues guitarist, blues rock guy. Um, and he did this demonstration with a Les Paul and a tube amp that was just really blown up. And he's like, you can really get an infinite amount of sounds out of a Les Paul and a really hot amp. And he demonstrated. It. He's like, neck pickup, roll the tone back, roll the volume way down. You've got this nice smooth jazzy thing. Mm-hmm. Flip it to the bridge pickup with the tone way open, and it's screaming lead. And it's like, yes. That's exactly it. All the pros are just riding the tone knobs and riding the volume knobs and playing dynamically. Yeah. Instead of allowing or relying on the gear to be the dynamic, you know? Yes. (laughs) Some, some wisdom for the end of the show. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So cool. So, uh, I'd like to hear everybody's comments about how crappy that segment was and about how crappy our guitar tone was in that mix. The the thing is, like when I listen to it, I think the mix sounds cool. Um, it's definitely very pushed and intense sounding. Um, and when I isolate the guitar tracks, I go, I first I go, holy crap, I was so sloppy. And then I go, and 
like nowadays I feel like I would do it. I would want to do it cleaner and, um, and not as exploding, but Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe it wouldn't have had the same mystique that the actual mix had. So, yep. All right. I guess the take, the takeaway is it's not just tone. It's, it's the mix. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, my wife's bugging me to go grocery shopping. I gotta do that too. Yeah. Um, I gotta buy some chicken. (laughs) 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 All right. Uh, well let's wrap this Uh, up. Uh, so, uh, questions, comments, suggestions, complaints, go to facebook.com slash the tone control email us directly at tone control show at gmail.com and visit uh tone control show.com to see any extra stuff we have and a more in-depth review uh of some of the pedals if we feel like it you know yeah whatever uh and uh twitter at the tone control um you may tweet us we allow it uh yeah that's about all i got uh, brought to you by pedal genie you know, pedalgenie.com slash tone control. They, they sponsor the podcast. So we, we'd like to, to mention their name. That is, that is what we do. They are lovely people, as I've explained. Parting words, Derek? Uh, I don't know if I ever mentioned this before, but there's now a reviews section on the website. Oh. So uh, you can click that. Like there is an episode section. You can just like filter through all the reviews we've done. Okay. So that's neat. And don't forget to submit your gear. We want to see gear photos and like your setups, whether it be home recording studio or guitar or whatever, bass. Bring it on. Let us have it. All right. That was fun. Yeah. Hey, let's go grocery shopping. Yeah. All right. All right. See you later, man. Cool. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>